Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again. It's another edition of the NUC NFL Draft Bible Podcast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Saratella, here on this Friday, June the 26th, 2015. Yes, folks, we are 308 days and eight hours away from the 2016 NFL Draft. And here we are breaking it all down for you, getting you ready for a 2015 season primer, so to speak. And if you've been tuning into the show and following our podcast, then you already know that we've been breaking it down each and every week with the positional previews, cranking our way through the offense. Today we're going to concentrate on offensive linemen. It's a jam-packed show. We're going to get in all three offensive linemen positions. That would be offensive tackle offensive guards, and centers, we will talk about not just the senior prospects, but also some of the top underclassmen draft eligible for the upcoming 2016 NFL draft, along with our future watch, so you can keep tabs on some of the underclassmen and impact freshmen to keep an eye on in years to come. Like I said, I'm your host, Rick Saratella. We're going to bring in the star of the show, Joe Everett, Everybody's favorite, never leaving a stone uncovered. We welcome him into the show. How are we doing today, Joe? I'm fired up, Rick. Talking about the big uglies. Uh, school may be out for summer, but the film room sessions are just hitting a frenzy here at the Draft Bible. I mean, uh, who needs the NBA draft, man? It's it's NFL draft time official. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. It's always NFL draft season here at NUCSports.com, and I want to just give a quick shout-out to everybody and, and the hard work done here at NUCSports.com. You may or may not know about the new NFL Draft Bible featured on NUCSports.com exclusively there, our new home for uh, NFL and NFL draft content uh, providers. So listen. Here's what we're doing. Uh, we have a special offer. If you follow us on social media, at NFL Draft Bible, I told you we're going to be having a free DeMarco Murray jersey giveaway for today's show. So here's the lowdown, okay? Go to NUCSports.com, sign up for the annual gold membership, and we have two DeMarco jerseys that we're going to give away. The first two people who purchase a gold membership on NECsports.com. Have to use the promo code, though. Promo code RIC2015. Enter RIC2015. Not only will you receive 20% discount off your membership, but we will also send you a free DeMarco Murray Eagles jersey, size 44 in Nike. So it's uh, about a medium size, size 44 Nike Green DeMarco Murray Eagles jersey right now, today only, okay, June 26, 2015, today only, this offer lasts the first two people who sign up for the gold membership over on NUCSports.com, and to promo code 2015, we will send you your free DeMarco Murray Eagles jersey, okay, a great gift, so you're getting a free value there, okay, take advantage of that, all right, enough of the promotional stuff, Joe. Everybody wants to know who the franchise left tackles are coming out for the 2016 NFL draft. And, you know, we'll talk about left tackles, right tackles, 
seniors, underclassmen, all that good stuff. But for the main purpose of the conversation we're about to begin, let's concentrate on the senior class only right now. Talking tackles, Joe. Senior class only. Who do you have here at the top of your big board? Well, outside of all the uh, underclassmen, it's tough. I mean, I'd probably have to go Taylor Decker of Ohio State closely over um well it, it depends a healthy tyler johnstone from oregon that's that's the big mm-hmm. question so it'd be it, it would be those two seniors um great experience uh unique offense that johnstone comes on but decker i'll focus on i mean second team all big 10 started all 14 games at right tackle as a sophomore then moved to left tackle uh last year and you know it's hard to argue that last year was not special for the buckeyes with their championship run Featuring a power game with Ezekiel Elliott, so Decker has a lot to do with this. I'm a little bitter about this one, Rick, because this guy originally committed to Notre Dame, switched before signing day. The Buckeyes got him from us, and he's a heck of a player, real long frame, explosive guy. So if I, I'd say he just edges out uh, Johnstone from Oregon because it's were it not for the torn ACL, this guy is a top five pick. He's got great feet. He's got terrific balance. He is your prototype left tackle. I mean, he started for Oregon at left tackle as a, a freshman, made all American. Yeah. I mean, this uh, mm-hmm. his arrow was pointed so far up before that injury. Uh, he's been on the NFL radar for a long time. It's just this is going to be a big season. His rehab's uh, supposed to be going well, but also he has torn this ACL twice. So uh, medical evaluations are going to be a huge part of the deal for Johnstone. That's the the only downside with him because he's got great tape out there. He's got some games that he's just dominating. And like I said, so fast and balanced for a big man. Um, Just have to imagine he's good at all sports. He's just one of those type of athletes. So those would be my two seniors just above the the Drongo kid from Baylor. That's another guy. He's been starting since day one, uh, redshirt freshman. But he's also got a medical evaluation. That's the problem with him, a ruptured disc in his back. So where he's right. at with uh, his rehab is, is big. Drongo, though, a, a really good player and another guy. You could leave him on an island because I think he could play left tackle. So those would be the three left tackles of the senior class. That, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll see him in Mobile uh, this uh, this winter. Yeah, I think everybody's consensus senior tackle is the uh, kid from Ohio State, Taylor Decker. And, you know, we've done a bunch of these preview shows now, Joe, and it seems every position there's an Ohio State kid uh, in that first-round conversation mix. I mean, uh, we've talked about the tight ends on last show, Nick Vanette, maybe a, a, a early to mid-round type talent. But every other position, I mean, there's an Ohio State Buckeye uh, expected to land in the first round. And, you know, you mentioned Tyler Johnstone, four-year start at Oregon. Of course, we'll never know uh, what the medical reports hold, but based on a talent evaluation basis, uh, Tyler Johnstone definitely worthy of first-round consideration. Another guy we haven't spoken about yet, LaRaven Clark from Texas Tech, another highly rated kid, uh, multiple-year starter for the Red Raiders, uh, someone who – you know, should definitely get day two consideration at the very least, maybe a potential first-round pick, depending on how many underclassmen do indeed decide to declare. And, you know, one other guy on the West Coast is uh, Joe Dow, getting a lot of uh, preseason hype 
think Gil Brandt actually had him uh, rated as one of his top five uh, tackle prospects heading into the season. So definitely when the godfather of the draft says it, something uh, <laughs> to definitely pay attention to. And, uh, you know, while we're speaking about seniors, uh, Tyler Mars, Wisconsin, you know, I, I love what the Badgers do at the offensive line position. Uh, they, they always uh, produce polished products at the offensive line position with those players making the transition to the next level. So Tyler Mars, another one of these day two uh, offensive tackle guys to consider. And uh, one guy that will now be taken out of the equation for the 2016 NFL draft uh, is Isaiah Battle from Clemson, Joe, who uh, just uh, two days ago, or yesterday, as a matter of fact, I believe, uh, decided to enter his name into, you know, toss his hat into the 2015 NFL Supplemental Draft. And uh, here's another kid from Clemson, maybe with a strong season, could have been in that first-round consideration, but without a doubt was an early day to draft grade on our big board. Uh, What can you tell us about the kid out of Clemson, Isaiah Battle, who now will be eligible for the 2015 NFL Supplemental Draft. Well, the Brooklyn boy, he was a uh, part-time starter as a true soft in 013, but uh, last year got all the starts at tackle. I mean, he was up in there in the consideration, there's no doubt, you know, second, third round, but apparently there's a lot of red flags. Get suspended mm-hmm. once for punching another player. Uh, another suspension for disciplinary reason. Most recently, he was pulled over for speeding in June, uh, caught with weed. Uh, now, police have cited him, but they didn't charge him, so there's nothing on his record. But uh, strictness of Dabo Sweeney's policy, there's uh, the belief is that he would have been kicked off the team. So he declared right. supplemental before any of that happened. And also, they've got some recruits behind him that, uh, I don't know, I guess he also has a child. It's, it's kind of this perfect storm, uh, so to speak, for battle. On the field, though, guy's a long tackle. He's got a lot of pop in his punch. He's a jarring, jab-type boxing uh, offensive tackle in the run game. He can stunt defenders, so uh, he will be selected in the in the supplemental. There's no doubt. It's just, you know, uh, risk-reward for these teams that obviously the red flags are up here. What, what team's going to risk? My wager would be a fifth, maybe a sixth-round able to keep it together because like we've been talking Clemson they're going to have a great offense next year he really could have used the the extra season of games yeah you know it's uh it's a shame because you know he was actually going to be the number one player on the team in terms of uh most snaps played for the Clemson Tigers he played in 824 snaps more than any other Tiger uh this past season 27 games of experience with uh, 16 starts over the past three years. But uh, it seems like this was a financial decision. Uh, as he stated in his uh, statement, you know, to, some family matters to address. Just had a kid this past summer. And, you know, there, if you do some digging around online, there's some of these Clemson uh, TigerNet uh, insider websites. They have broken down the, the exact details of what transpired uh the incident that occurred and, and his reasoning behind this decision. But I agree with you, Joe. Isaiah Battle definitely going to get 
selected in the NFL supplemental draft. I know the Eagles are one team with um, a bunch of additional picks in the mid-rounds. I know they have about three third-round picks uh, for the 2016 NFL draft. So maybe they use one of their extra picks uh, in the third or fourth round that they've stockpiled on a guy considering they just parted ways with Evan Mathis. Now, I know that the Eagles uh, signed a guy yesterday to add to the depth, but uh, Isaiah Battle would definitely go a long way in terms of uh, help offsetting the loss of Evan Mathis. So uh, we will see how that uh, transpires. And, um, you know, we'll get a hold of uh, Isaiah Battle's agent. If his agent is out there listening right now, please hit me up, RRC at NFLDraftBible.com. We'd love to get Isaiah on the show. We just had Dalvin Stuckey from West Georgia originally uh, committed to Florida State on the show. He, too, also eligible for the 2015 NFL Supplemental Draft. So if you're looking for that interview, if you're looking for updates on the NFL Supplemental Draft, please check us out, NUCSports, NUCSports.com. All right, uh, so we discussed the senior prospects at the tackle position, Joe, but you and I both know the true talent resides in the underclassmen. So who are some of these uh, underclassmen here expected to hear their name called in the first round uh, 2016 NFL draft? Well, there's a smile on my face because we don't have to talk about Ohio State. We're talking about the Notre Dame fight in Irish. I, I think uh, the conversation starts with Ronnie Stanley of Notre Dame and Laramie Tunzel of Ole Miss. Those two, I think it's just, you know, uh, pick your flavor, which ice cream you like here. Tunzel's probably the cleanest one, um, prototype. He's just gifted athlete. He should be on that island. He can mirror. He can slide. He does it all. He's also very dominant in the run game and a big reason behind Ole Miss's success last year. Uh, should he declare he's going to be a top-five pick. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Tunzel is, is nice. Now, he did fracture his fibula in a bowl game uh, against TCU, which they just got shellacked. Um, that that was an unfortunate ending of his season because otherwise I thought he's, he's really got two seasons of great games on tape. It's uh, He should bounce back. I mean, fortunately, it's just a, a bone break. It's not a torn ligament of any kind. So uh, medically, he's looking uh, good, should be a, a good rehab. But as far as Stanley, I've been impressed with his progression. And I've spoken about, you know, the kids from Bishop Gorman having success in South Bend. This is just another one in the long line. Um, could have been a top tackle selected in this last draft class. He was a redshirt sophomore, oh, yeah. so technically was eligible. But I'm so glad he came back because this should be a special season for the Irish. He's blocking for a heck of a back at Terry and Folston. So uh, coming into this season, feasibly um, he should cement his stock as another top five, top ten guy. I mean, honestly, he looks so good at left tackle, uh, just as good if not better than Zach Martin, who, you know, sure, he projects he's played guard for the Cowboys, but Stanley, I think m- better upside than Martin and also profiles as that longer, uh, bigger tackle that can handle those edge rushers. Uh, been just Totally impressed. Uh, you know, watch every Notre Dame game every season, and this kid, you could just tell pretty much from two seasons ago playing at right tackle. That's we got a pro on our hands, and uh, yeah, it, I think both of these Tunzel and Stanley. The conversation starts there, and then you you get to Jack Conklin, who is just what college football is all about. 
uh, former walk-on Conklin at Michigan State is just that tough guy that keeps swinging until the whistle blows. He's a fourth-year player, two-year letter winner. He's seen action in 27 games, 26 starts, uh, 23 now consecutive at left tackle. He's only allowed two and a half sacks in 27 career games. Uh, I mean, you know, whoever let this guy be a walk-on is just silly. Um, he, he, he's great because he comes in that pro-style offense that Michigan State plays, and he's protected one of the better QBs in the nation, so there will be a lot of exposure on Conklin, and he should be poised for a good year. The only criticism to have for him, uh, uh, the, the game against Baylor they played, he really struggled against Sean uh, Oakman, that, that big, long uh, defensive end they have. Now, they won the game, still. Uh, that was uh, that was not such good tape for Conklin, I have to admit. But this, this is just a great player. He just strikes you as that guy who's going to start from day one at right tackle because he's ready to beat somebody up across from him. Yeah, and, you know, that's one of the fun parts about the All-Star Game events is that week of practice where you get to see the top players going up against each other. And, unfortunately, because Conklin is a junior, he won't be eligible to uh, participate in the All-Star Games. And, you know, seeing those matchups are just really, really a, a, a good way to gauge top talent when you got a guy like Oakman, a guy like Conklin, uh, both guys looking like uh, first-round picks definitely a great way uh, to evaluate, you know, when you got the cream of the cream going up against the, each other, uh, it's a great way to get uh, some perspective on some of these top prospects. Now, uh, the other guy you mentioned, you know, and Conklin, let me just say too, uh, blocking for Connor Cook and, and Ezekiel, uh, I'm sorry, Taylor Decker, uh, I wanted to make a point, blocking uh, – <laughs> For Cordell Jones, so many prospects. Cordell Jones and Ezekiel Elliott, Taylor Decker could certainly uh, raise his profile, just like Jake, Jack Conklin did a year ago, paving the way for the running back that got selected for uh, the Bears, Lankford, I think, and his, his standing up Connor Cook. So a lot of these guys, uh, all eyes are going to be on them, definitely can move up the draft board. And Ronnie Stanley, I mean, let, let's be honest, there was talk about him being a potential top ten pick should he have declared for the 2015 NFL draft. So I expect nothing less uh, when he does decide to come out, if he decides to come out for the 2015 NFL draft. One other guy, you know, uh, that has been on the radar, you know, Luke Jokel coming out, uh, Jermaine Ifedi from Texas A&M. The Aggies have uh, kind of put together a little reputation here for churning out some offensive line talent. Now, uh, Ifedi, I don't know if he's knocking on that first round door, but I think here's a kid who could definitely be uh, considered a day two prospect uh, for, you know, in terms of underclassmen are concerned. By far. I mean, he doesn't have uh, the experience at left tackle. He's played mostly right side these two years, uh, but he's moving over there. He's got the rear athleticism. He could play guard and tackle, so he's got position versatility. And like you said, the school, it just, does nothing but produce NFL talent like Luke Jokel, Jake Matthews, Cedric Abouye. That is three consecutive first-round draft picks in, in three consecutive years. That is that is ridiculous. Well, Kevin, someone doing something right on the recruiting trail, that is what we know. So this is it. He, yeah, he has all the potential to sneak in there, I would argue, just by the uh, the school's success. Now, the A&M's not got the offense they've had in past years, but I, I don't think that would stop them. Um, but, yeah, it is, it, it's, it's a crowded group because we've got a few guards 
that might sneak in the conversation. We just mentioned those other underclassmen. It would be a, a tough sell for Ifedi, but certainly not impossible with that school's success. Yeah, you know, that's what these coaches do. You know, you get kids drafted in the first round. That becomes a recruiting tool for some of these coaches uh, for, you know, recruiting the high school kids. And uh, the Clemson situation is a uh, ideal uh, example of that. You know, Isaiah Battle uh, entering the supplemental draft. Clemson has a freshman, uh, true freshman, I believe, that's going to step in and man that left tackle position. So, uh, you know, we're going to wrap up the offensive tackles here quickly, Joe. Uh, before we get into our future watch, any any small school prospects on the radar that we should keep an eye on here? Well, yeah, the uh, the success of North Dakota State Bison uh, it's it's just uh, reputed. Now they produced a tackle that the Dolphins drafted uh, two years back, Billy Turner. I think mm. their next draftable tackle is Joe Haig. That's who I've got my eye on, uh, Missouri Valley's finest offensive lineman for that matter. Uh, he's been a standout past three years and made the switch from right to left just last season and was actually the only returning starter on that line that ended up winning a championship. So not only uh, does he have the talent, you know he's got the leadership and people, they gravitate toward this guy. So I'm pretty sure this Joe Haig's going to be a draftable grade. That would be off the top of my head as far as the small school he's yeah, and, you know, we talked about his quarterback, Cameron Wentz, on the quarterback preview, and, uh, you know, everybody, all the uh, draft evaluators out there have a difference of opinions. We talked about Wentz as a possible late-round pick. I know he was just rated as Mel Kuyper Jr.'s number three senior quarterback, but, you know, we're still waiting for that Mel Kuyper Jr. retirement. Uh, you know, he, he claimed if Joe, Jimmy Clausen wasn't a franchise quarterback, he was just going to retire from uh, the business altogether. So, uh, uh, Mel Kuyper on line two, Joseph. But, uh, <laughs> and listen, uh, let's, <laughs> let's, get a, let's get a quick wrap-up on, on um, the underclassmen. Anybody here not draft eligible that we should keep an eye on in the future, then we'll roll over to uh, offensive guards and centers. But uh, who are some of the uh, sophomores or maybe red shirt impact freshman uh, guys that you're keeping an eye on out there? Uh, well, conversation as far as tackles, uh, starts with Cam Robinson, Alabama. Uh, the nation Ooh. knows about him. Uh, every time he gets on TV, Brent Musburger almost has a heart attack. Uh, he's just big, <laughs> athletic, country strong, that prototype size he has. Uh, every single game last year at left tackle for one of the best teams in the nation is a true frosh. That's hard to argue with. Uh, just really impressive how smooth his kick slide is at a young age. I mean, he's got obviously has some coaching uh, previous to arriving in Alabama. He is uh, it appears to be committed to his craft, and if he stays out of trouble, I mean, this this guy could be in a potential top five situation when he or should he decide to come out. As far as uh, one guy I want to bring to the table, I'm not sure. He's draft eligible, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to come out. But we love the bloodlines at NFL Draft Bible, baby. So we've got to talk about the son of Lincoln Kennedy, uh, Zach Banner, mm-hmm. the big six foot nine, 360-pounder right tackle um, he actually played on the Trojans basketball team as a frosh uh, back up until just last season. But we're talking about a road grading potential. We know what his father has done. Um, downside medical, he's had surgery on both hip. Uh, outside of that, uh, poised, the whole Trojan team should be uh, very good. And that offensive line is one of the strengths of the USC offense. So 
Uh, look for Zach Banner out there. He's a red shirt junior, I believe. So technically he's eligible, but I think still should have two good seasons left at uh, at USC. Really excited about his potential. Yeah, never leaving a stone uncovered. And one quick note on Cam Robinson. I mean, you talk about an impact freshman a year ago. As a as a true freshman, the kid played 861 snaps, gave up just yeah. three sacks all season, and 32 pancake blocks. So uh, Cam Robinson, probably a future top 10 pick. Now, that's Joe Everett. I'm Rick Saratella. You're tuned in to the NUC NFL Draft Bible Radio Podcast here. We're breaking down offensive line prospects. If you're just tuning in, as promised, we have the free DeMarco Murray jersey giveaway. Log on to NUCSports.com. Use promo code RIC2015. Get 20% discount off the gold membership and get your free DeMarco Murray jersey. Green Eagles DeMarco Murray jersey, size 44 limited to the first two people today only, today only, Friday, June 26th, enter RIC 2015 when you check out to win your DeMarco Murray Eagles jersey, okay? Now, uh, moving on to the offensive guards, Joe, since uh, we spent a good chunk of time on the tackles, why don't we uh, group together the seniors and the draft-eligible underclassmen Talk about your top overall offensive guard prospects heading into the 2016 NFL draft. Well, this is another one I think uh, consensus. Vidal Alexander uh, started nine games at right tackle as a true fresh, uh, then moves to left guard. Will he move back to right tackle this year? You know, Lyle Collins is gone at LSU, but uh, you look at the success the Tigers have with their running game, regardless of where he's played. Vidal Alexander is blowing up holes. He's paving the way for super sophomore Leonard Fournette. Uh, and LSU is not going to change. They're going to be run heavy again this year. Alexander's going to be a huge part of that. Uh, should be the first guard off the board, and that's a guy I believe just based off the experience he's had against great defenses. Uh, that's He's got borderline first-round potential. I, guard is such a tough position and how it plays out in the league, but I believe he is uh, very clearly above Landon Turner, whereas that's arguable, I guess, by some, but Landon Turner, I don't think he's the athlete that Jonathan Cooper, the former Tar Heel that was drafted by the Cardinals was, but Turner's more of a savvy football player, and technically sound, he's been a starter since his redshirt freshman season, so finely tuned. He's got explosion. I'm just... I don't know. The the league was not kind to his predecessor, Cooper, and what he was able to do. Will he struggle like that? Um, he does have some bloodlines, though. Uh, Landon Turner, I think his uncle, was a Buffalo Bills fullback for, for whatever that's worth. But those are those are the two guys. And then I think it's a drop-off and then a combination of other tackles that may be moved to the interior. Uh, you know, will, will, will Raven Clark be removed into the interior? Uh, like on um, – Draft Bible Big Board, John Theus, I think wisely is listed as a guard because he may have to move inside. So there's a few guys that will factor in. But, yeah, Landon Turner, Vidal Alexander, clear-cut the uh, blue chippers out of this class. Yeah, and, you know, as we get closer to the draft, it always becomes a judgment call. A lot of that has to do with uh, the measurables. A lot of these tackles, they got short arms. They tend to kick inside. 
so, you know, that's a, a game that we play as we get closer to the 2016 NFL draft. And, uh, you know, looking at this big board, Joe, uh, you know, the guards, you know, guards are, are a funny position to evaluate at the NFL because, uh, you know, you talk about the running back position being devalued. I feel like the offensive guard position has really become devalued as well. And it's only because, you know, guards are usually guys that uh, aren't talented enough to play at the offensive tackle position. Usually guys, you know, kind of like the linebacker, you know, kind of like the inside linebacker position, not fast enough to play outside linebacker. They kick you to inside linebacker. And I feel like NFL teams can always find a guard. They could always find a tackle to bump inside to guard. So for that reason, a lot of guards aren't taken very highly in the draft. And that leads me into my next point being made. It's kind of hard to say, you know, who are some of the um, small school guards on the radar for the 2016 NFL draft. And, you know, quite honestly, I don't expect to see too many underclassmen declare either for the upcoming draft. But are there any small school or underclassmen guys here uh, on your radar, Joe? Not as of yet. I mean, it's searching for them as far as this point and who converts, who's going to show up. No, as far as the interior, I'm I'm, I'm tapped on small school guys. Yeah, no, I'm right there along with you. And, you know, I want to get in this quick programming note for our live audience in about 20 seconds or so. Uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, could possibly cut us off from the live stream show. That's why we have the archive. We're going to break down the center position coming up here uh, for the remainder of the show. So if you do get tuned out, you can uh, log on to blogtalkradio.com for our archive and the full show if you do lose our signal, okay? So with that being said, Joe, uh, we got some time here to kick around some uh, centers, uh, some debate there for the centers. And, again, if you're just tuning in now, want to get on board with our limited offer, the free DeMarco Murray Eagles jersey, uh, get on board, NUCSports.com, sign up for the gold membership, use my promo code, and uh, you'll be able to uh, be eligible for that DeMarco Murray jersey. We have two left that we're giving away. And, hey, if you missed out on the DeMarco Murray jersey, you can still use the promotional code for one week of a free trial or a 20% discount on any type of membership at NUCSports.com. So we appreciate all the love and support that everyone's been showing us. Uh, It's been about a week now since we've launched our membership program. Uh, The response has been through the roof, uh, positive. So I just want to thank everyone out there for that. But we've got to talk about centers here, Joe. And uh, centers, just like guards, not valued as highly as the left tackle uh, position or tackle position overall, but maybe, just maybe, uh, some guys in the potential first-round conversation. And, you know, centers, you know, there might be single, you know, maybe 10 guys all together that are drafted at the center position. So let's just lump in everybody, Joe, for the sake of conversation. Uh, Seniors, underclassmen, small school guys, uh, freshmen or or sophomores uh, that can make an impact worth watching. Let's talk about them all as a whole, starting from top to bottom. Who do you have here at the top of your center rating for the big board? Well, I am certifiable crazy, so I've got somebody that probably no one has at the top. I'm going Kyle Friend at a temple 
I was crazy Ooh. about this guy last year. Uh, two of the most talented players on Temple's roster, Kyle Friend, the center, and linebacker uh, Tyler Matikiewicz. Uh Just watching Temple, they're a surprising team. They're going to be a surprising team this year, returning 11 starters on defense, if memory serves. But regardless, Kyle Friend was a team captain as a sophomore, former wrestling champion in high school. Uh, I think he could have been a draftable, should he have declared last year, he can bench 225, 43-plus times. He should be a standout at the Senior Bowl this year. Uh, also, note on Temple's coaching there, Matt Rule was a great experience mm. with Pat Flaherty, the offensive line coach of the Giants. He is an offensive line yeah. guru, former Penn State linebacker, and he's brought that same culture over to Temple. He also brought that strength coach over there, obviously, with uh, what Kyle Friend's benching and squatting. I think this program's on the way up, and Kyle Friend is a big piston of this machine. Uh, I think the NFL is going to recognize Kyle Friend is uh, a talent. He is draftable and not only draftable, he's going to be a difference maker. I always love that combo of an interior lineman that is a former state wrestling champ or any state wrestling champ. Robert Quinn, kicking butt out in St. Louis, three-time state wrestling champ. I'm telling you, that that strength in your hands, it, it makes such a huge difference. So I'm just totally geeked about uh, Mr. Kyle Friend and Temple. But outside of that, I think this is a, a very deep center class with guys like Nick Martin, uh, Max Turk, Mike Matthews at Texas A&M, even Evan Baum, uh, the Missouri center, Jack Allen. I mean, the, the Ohio State center is another sleeper, I think. Uh, sure, he didn't start until last year, but – uh, there is just a ton of kids that could play the pivot at the next level. So I think that's uh, definitely a strength of the 2016 class, and most of these guys are seniors. So, uh, yeah, I think the top probably consensus for everybody would be like Nick Martin, uh, you know, Bloodlines, the younger brother is Zach. He's not the athlete, of course, that Zach was, and he doesn't have the versatility, but he's he started a lot of games at center for the Irish. I mean, uh, Nick Martin has played guard as well because when he came back from injury, uh, Hagerty just stuck at center last season. So he, he offers some versatility. He's a sound technician and obviously comes from great coaching. The Irish are producing all these wonderful linemen at the next level. Nick Martin is uh, next in line. But, uh, also, you know, bloodlines, we love the bloodlines. Mike Matthews, the younger brother of Jake Matthews, uh, Falcons first mm-hmm. rounder. So, I mean, this is just, um, I think this year's class just littered with talented centers. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you talk about the bloodlines. These are just not any ordinary bloodlines. These are Hall of Fame bloodlines. And has has there been a Matthews uh, that's gone on to the NFL and hasn't succeeded? I can't think of one. So, for that reason, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, i got to put this kid, if he's not a first-round pick, I find it hard to believe Mike Matthews will make it out of round two, uh, I think he's an instant plug-and-play starter from round uh, from day one. And I agree with you. I can't recall uh, such a rich, talented, uh, rich and talent Santa Claus coming out. And you mentioned Kyle Friend. Uh, a lot of excitement and going down in Philadelphia. It's something to be excited about. The Temple program returning about 20 starters this year. So. Uh, you know, uh, the the one game that stood out, I, I saw a lot of Temple football last year. The one game that stood out to me was the, the tough, tough matchup. You talk about returning their entire defense. I mean, they completely shut down Gunner Keel and that Cincinnati offense a year ago. Yeah. So uh, Philadelphia is something to be excited about for once. And Temple, Matt Rowell, of course, 
a heck of an offensive line coach in his own right for the New York Giants before he took over that Temple head coaching job. And I think they announced yesterday a four-year extension for Matt Rule. So a lot to be excited about for the Owls. Mike Matthews, as we mentioned, a, a Sherlock starter at the next level. Max Turek is the guy that I see uh, as the consensus number one center when I look around uh, uh, some of these mock drafts going around, Joe. And uh, Nick Martin, of course, another a guy that's going to be an outstanding talent at the next level. But for me, uh, a guy that's been on my radar for several years now, uh, Oregon State center Isaac Sayomalu. Uh, here's a kid. He had uh, a brother, I believe, that came out a few years ago, and until he had a, a series of injuries, I believe. Uh, but until the injury was Isaac Sayomalu, from my uh, perspective, was a clear-cut first-round talent. And again, his medical is going to have a lot to dictate in terms of his draft stock. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, this Beaver is, uh, is a guy I would definitely keep tabs on and, uh, in my opinion, has a chance to be first-team All-American, so I'm excited to see how that situation plays out. And, of course, we talked about the UCLA Bruins, uh, you know, and a team on the rise. J- Jim Moore Jr. has done a wonderful job there recruiting. Uh, we'll see if the freshman Rosen starts at quarterback but if he does, he'll be taking snaps from center Jake Brendel, uh, an underclassman for the Bruins, who also is going to make some noise. And, of course, you can't ever overlook the Crimson Tide lineman. Ryan Kelly uh, playing center there for Alabama, expected or certain to get some NFL looks for sure. And, uh, you know, I think that pretty much brings us uh, to the conclusion of the offensive line preview and two other guys you know we failed to mention on the tackle preview and only because you're from indiana and i'm from jersey joe uh but two guys getting a lot of preseason love uh you know here uh leading into the season and that would be keith lumpkin for the scarlet knights uh here's a guy pretty solid uh mid-round talent here and and depending on how his senior season goes i think you know, tall guy, six foot eight, uh, with the solid season. A lot of Rutgers players have gone on to the next level. Solid season. He could see his draft stock rise into that day two category. Okay. And another guy, uh, in your neck of the woods, Joe, Jason Spriggs for the Hoosiers. Yeah. Uh, a little undersized here, but, uh, I like what he brings to the table. So, uh, you know, that's one guy I wanted to get out off my chest or two guys I wanted to get off my chest before we wrap it up. I don't know if you wanted to elaborate on any of that that I just mentioned or if you have any other guys before we draw conclusions to the show. But uh, any last takes here, Joe, before we wrap it all up? I'm so glad you brought Jason Spriggs up because this guy's been starting as a true fresh at tackle since day one. Uh, he, this will be his fourth consecutive year. Team captain, a total leader, and as we've discussed about Tevin Coleman ad nauseum on this here podcast, well, uh, Jason Sprick, a huge part of that. And, yeah, there's a lot of evaluators uh, coming down to Bloomington, and it's not for the rest of the players. It's for Spriggs. Uh, a big senior year ahead of him. So uh, definitely a reason to watch the Hoosiers, no question. I've got one more future guy, uh, a center, and, and I tell you, 
Tyler Boyd, the wide receiver, is probably my favorite player in college football, but if I had to pick my favorite lineman to watch, this young man, Tejon Karoma from BYU, played more snaps than any BYU lineman last year and uh, started every game at center, but it's just the way he plays. He is so aggressive. Uh, he, he actually replaced a returning senior starter and ousted him. He played so well. He's just got a, a mean red streak that comes out when he finishes plays violently. Sometimes he goes over the line. Uh, and in two of the games I watched, he got a whistle for, uh, uh, you know, just uh, he was giving him the business. And that's the kind of lineman, more often than not, I tend to turn a blind eye to that type of play. You want a finisher. And Karoma finishes. He he dominates the pit. He is a uh, it would be a true sophomore for BYU this year. He reminds me so much of, of like a combo of Marquise Pouncey and Mark Schlereth. Just he's nasty, but he's effective. He's strong. And yeah, Karoma, it, boy, this kid just looks like uh, an NFL center right now. I think he could play today, but unfortunately, quite a little a lot of eligibility left on his plate. But yeah, another reason to watch BYU football. That Karoma. He's a he's a bad man. Ma 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 Karoma. Uh, good good stuff there, Joe. That's a guy that I'm gonna have to circle back to and definitely uh, dig into. So I'm excited about that. And uh, you know, one other guy. I mean, this is the thing when me and Joe get together. I mean, we could just do this all day long. But one other guy that we should throw in, uh, since we did discuss him on the last uh, tight end podcast preview, that Laquan McGowan of Baylor. Uh, we talked about it. You know, lining him up. He was in that bowl game, lining up at tight end, catching a touchdown pass. But six foot seven, four hundred ten. Let's be realistic. He's not going to be a full time tight end at the next level. If he does succeed or succeed at the next level, to be out guard, four hundred ten, agile guard from Baylor, Laquan McGowan, definitely should be on your radar as well. So uh, there you have it. We're all done here on this edition of the NUC NFL Draft Bible Podcast Offensive Line Preview Edition. We've cranked it through. We ran through all the offensive line uh, previews now. We will shift gears to the defensive prospect as we count you down here during the summer. And, again, if you're just tuning in one last time with the promo, free DeMarco Murray jersey. Uh, We will look into the situation. We had two Jerseys to give away going into the show today only. Uh, promo code RIC2015 when you lo- sign up for the gold membership at NUCSports.com. And to promo code RIC2015. And uh, I just do want to take a quick moment to give a big shout out and thank you to uh, all the people that have been involved with the hard work and the quick turnaround as we've transitioned over to the new website still. A lot of big new changes yet to come, uh, but I definitely want to give a shout-out to everybody grinding and working hard, and that includes our uh, good friends Christian Shanafelt, our host out in Chicago. You talked about the Temple Insider, Roy Bain, doing some great stuff uh, for, for the South Jersey coverage of the Philadelphia Eagles and Temple Owls. Of course, Tyler Mace uh, really uh, putting in a lot of good work behind the scenes. Our good buddy Patrick Schuster, you know, who's been writing for the NFL Draft Bible for over a decade now. Of course, Brent Morrow, another uh, talented young writer, along with Paul Kelly, who's been doing some great stuff. Of course, our our, uh, right-hand man here, Joe Everett on the hotline, uh, joining me each and every week. 
You can follow him at Joe W. Everett on Twitter. And uh, a lot of the guys behind the scenes that people don't know about, uh, Barry, you know, Everett Barry, Barry Everett, I'm sorry if I botched your name, but he's been helping out tremendously behind the scenes along with Tim Apple, our webmaster, and, of course, special thanks to Dave Schumann for helping making all this possible. So uh, a lot of thank yous from the bottom of my heart. Couldn't have uh, been possible without any of your guys' help. So much thank you to all the guys putting in the hard work, the best, NFL and NFL draft coverage anywhere on the planet. I guarantee you that couldn't be possible without those men. So, uh, you know, Joe will be doing the defensive lineman preview next week. Uh, what should we expect here? Just a little teaser for the folks listening at home. Well, lots of Sean Oakman. That's, 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 that's a 